Anyway. Mike's Daily Podcast. Welcome to Mike's Daily Podcast. My name is Mike Matthews. This is a wonderful podcast for you to listen to today because Mike's Daily Podcast. I have an accent all of a sudden. No, I don't. I'm back to my Mike Matthews accent. I grew up in California and I can't really detect an accent, but oh my god, maybe I do because I grew up in the San Fernando Valley. Oh my god. And I used to ride my bike to the Sherman Ups Galleria. And that was the most fun Mike's Daily Podcast. You could have in the well, actually, you could just go ride your bike down to Disney Studios. Mike's Back then, they were pretty boring looking. Now they got all the cool architecture and whatnot. But back then, it was not so much. So, my point is that growing up as a kid, you went to the Sherman Oaks Galleria. And then there was this cool little, and it's still there. It's like a miniature golf place just down the street. And they had so many video games. And back in the... 70s and 80s the video games were starting to take off and people were just spending all their quarters there didn't i paint a wonderful picture oh and you're doing all this by the way in a huge castle that's right by what what for you is it 405 or as they say in california in southern california the 405 a car is zooming by and you're there playing video games my whole point is that the San Fernando Valley was an interesting place to grow up and it's interesting now because I'll see old TV shows and movies and my whole neighborhood everywhere I walked everywhere I rode my bike that's all on TV immortalized in these awful 70s 80s or 90s TV shows maybe even still being immortalized in movies and whatnot so that's the only plus side of growing up in the southern part southern california areas i guess and here's today's podcast picture if i have to put a my finger on it but i'm gonna put a instead a picture on it i'm not, not gonna put a burn on it i'm gonna put a picture on it i'm gonna put a picture of an interesting i guess it was a plane flying very high up in the stratosphere creating a uh, icicle streak not a chemtrail as some of you think Actually uh, like little particulates In the sky No it's not chemtrails Oh my gosh Is it Do I have to look up chemtrails now Let me see First the late great Basil the Boxer Has a couple things to say Particularly about People That are Very flaky When it comes to Okay you may or may not know But I'm selling my mom's house And her house The closing Was supposed to happen tomorrow And apparently The person that was going to buy the house Has decided against it And now there's all these other little issues Happening back and forth So I am not pleased I don't like it when people Are Flaky And it just it Upon everything else During my day It's very annoying And then So you may say Oh Mike there's no such thing as chemtrails 
And But then you <laughs> People that believe in chemtrails Also believe there's no such thing as COVID I don't get it But Yeah The chemtrail conspiracy theory Posits the erroneous belief that long-lasting condensation trails They're called condensation trails in reality But people think they're chemtrails Consisting of chemical or biological agents Left in the sky by high-flying aircraft Sprayed for nefarious purposes To the general public Without them knowing But instead They're contrails Short for condensation trails Or vapor trails they, and I'll tell you one thing This sh- podcast is not going to be called either one of those things Because YouTube will Censor me In five seconds flat Not even that long I'll be off and then they'll tell me uh, There's a strike against your Your channel For saying Talking that Saying that you're pro Chemtrail beliefs I am not I am just talking about it And actually telling you that I don't believe they are true and if people would just research it a little They would see in fact they are not true They are Vapor Trails Which was also the name of a Rush album They are Vapor Trails Lined shaped clouds produced by aircraft engine exhaust Or changes in air pressure Typically at aircraft cruising altitude Several miles above the Earth's surface Contrails are composed primarily of water All that is is water in the form of ice crystals The combination of water vapor and aircraft engine exhaust And the low ambient temperature that exists at high altitudes Allows the formation of the trails I'm I'm amazed that people that believe in chemtrails Are also sitting there going Well that that's not actually a plane That's actually a a demon up in the sky Because there's no such thing as Planes can't fly That's all conspiracy They don't They can't Get enough speed to be in the air Impurities in the engine exhaust from the fuel Including sulfur compounds Provide some of the particles That can serve as sites for water droplet growth In the exhaust And if water droplets form They might freeze to form ice particles That compose a contrail Their formation can also be triggered By changes in air pressure In wingtip vortices or in the air over the entire wing surfaced. Contrails and other clouds directly resulting from human activity are collectively named homogenitas. But yeah, wing t- vortices, they are circular patterns of rotating air left behind a wing as it generates lift. One wingtip vortex trail from the tip of each wing. Wingtip vortices are sometimes named trailing or lift-inducing vortices because they also occur at points other than at the wing tips. As we go outside a cafe anyway, we're bringing you Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcastro Valley, the last place on Earth. So, yes, just everybody needs to calm down. So, somebody, though, that does have... He tested for COVID. He has COVID. He was supposed to start working for me tomorrow And I need him to start working for me tomorrow Because somebody is leaving my job And I am the manager And I have to now try and find a replacement For this person that's leaving Now, I have found this person The one that has COVID 
And I thought, hey, that's going to be great. They are going to be the, they're going to be taking over once the other guy leaves and we'll train him this week. Everything will be fine. We'll know he's got COVID and he can't be trained this week. So it's just utterly frustrating between flaky buyers and the dang COVID that is not gone. We walk around with masks. We should walk around with masks to fight the stupid thing to prevent it. Instead, we're being very nonchalant either because we've been vaccinated or we think, oh, this has gone on too long. It's been a big conspiracy. It doesn't exist. But at any rate, I had to deal with that today. So as you can tell by my voice, I'm extremely tired and impatient. But I'm happy to hear about this. The U.S. House today passed a bill to prevent gasoline price gouging without a single Republican vote in favor. If I was a Republican, Republican politician that is, I would probably have voted for this because... I am very upset with price gouging and I see that these gas prices happening these days is in part due to some gouging. The bill sponsored by Republican Kim Schreier, uh, Rep- I'm sorry, Representative Kim Schreier, who is a Democrat from Washington, and Katie Porter from California, also Democrat, would make it illegal to sell gas at an excessive price during an emergency. An energy emergency House Republican Whip Steve Scalise Wrote to Republican members That the bill was Quote An attempt By the majority To distract And shift blame For high gas prices Because they just want to blame The Prez Scalise Wrote that there was No evidence Of price gouging Gas price gouging The Consumer Price Gouging Prevention Act of 2022 would give the president the power to issue an emergency declaration that would make it unlawful to hike gasoline and home energy prices in an excessive or exploitive manner. That sounds like a really good idea. I mean, it is just getting so bad. Something has to be done. I would have voted for it. I would have said... Even if I was a Republican representative, I would have said, yeah, I know that's a good idea. What? I'm not going to get reelected. Oh, boo-hoo. Boo-hoo. Market analysts have said that Russia's Ukraine invasion and the pandemic recovery are the primary drivers of higher gas prices. Yeah, we're recovering. We're getting out there and driving more. But guess what? We're also getting COVID more, as I have been telling you, because... The guy that was supposed to start tomorrow He's got COVID So he's out for two weeks There's a guy at work His wife and uh, son Both got COVID He did not But they got COVID So he had to quarantine at home Uh, Somebody else at work got COVID He had to be out for two weeks Actually had a bit of a cough He said it it left, it came back It wasn't too bad because he was vaccinated Another person I know from work got COVID, was out for two weeks. The first week was heck. Actually, yeah, he thought, the first day he thought, oh, it's not so bad. Then the next day it got really bad. Then it cleared up a little bit and he tried to take a test 
Thinking Oh I'll take the test I'll pass it And I'll go back to work He failed the test And then it got bad Really bad And this kid Is like 30 something And it hit him hard So don't be thinking It's not a, it, 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 and, and he was vaccinated it's, it is It is there It is there And it is not As big a story now Although I did hear something One of the local News radio stations Said that It is starting to become More because of all the variants It's becoming more of a problem President Biden By the way Ordered the release Of a million barrels Of oil a day From the strategic reserve In an effort to lower Gas prices at the pump But they still keep going up And I have been able to find Cheap gas In the East Bay But it is getting tougher and tougher to find Because even those cheap gas places Are are climbing ever so close To six dollars And it's getting more and more difficult Alright so Very frustrated With flaky people Not saying that the person That had COVID is flaky Probably should have wore his mask a little bit more But who am I to say? But I do know with that other situation I was telling you about, definitely flaky people involved. There are ways to help you improve your relationship with flaky people. Watch for flaky behavior. By the way, as let me just posit uh, that what I just told about the the gas bill. Um. And that that passed today Against gas gouging That came from MSN And I want to say That was UPI That had that story Um, So that's what Yeah UPI News Doug Cunningham wrote that And then the thing about The chemtrails actually being contrails Not chemtrails They're called contrails And there's no conspiracy about that that was from Wikipedia So take it with the, What you believe about Wikipedia I know you Oh it's not true Wikipedia None of it's true Well You go look at Wikipedia And I'm sure you're going to find a lot of truth So Take that with a grain of salt I guess But yes See how often Flaky people cancel their plans See if it's a habit Getting frequently cancelled On It's super frustrating You'll probably notice this behavior first It's common for people who are flaky To cancel plans often Sometimes at the last minute Consider how frequently the person backs out on plans To see if they might be flaky So First you go Okay this person's flaky Pretty obvious Pretty obvious if they arrive late They're probably flaky Or don't really care Or time is more of a fluid thing to them And that can be annoying Pay attention to how long it takes for them to return calls and texts. It is, keep in mind, some people might fail to return texts and calls because they're overwhelmed with their schedule, dealing with depression, feeling very anxious. Try not to assume the worst about people who aren't returning your texts and calls. But if they do that constantly, yeah, you can pretty much say they're flaky. Watch for signs that they struggle with their responsibilities. Pay attention if they forget important things. Notice that they often promise more they can deliver. Watch for unpredictable behavior. And notice if they often engage in risky behavior with drugs, alcohol, 
spending too much money, driving too fast. Now, how do you deal with them? Show compassion because they might have a deeper issue. Sometimes people seem flaky because they have a condition like depression, anxiety, or ADHD. They may have trouble staying organized, might live a very busy or chaotic life. While their behavior may be unfair to you, they aren't doing it to be hurtful. Try to be understanding about the deeper reasons for their behavior. Don't try to diagnose someone with a mental health condition. Just understand that it's possible that the person has an underlying reason for acting the way they do. You can talk to the person about the specific behavior that bothers you. You deserve to feel respected and shouldn't have to carry someone else's weight. When your flaky person does something that hurts you, tell them what they did and how it made you feel. Then talk about ways they might improve their behavior going forward. Work around their flakiness so it's less of a problem. Like creating padding in your schedule so they can be late. Plan an activity that you can do while you wait for them. (laughs) That kind of thing. You're acquiescing. You're enabling them. Invite them to do something fun if you're spending time together. Generally, flaky people know how to have fun. They're often spontaneous and impulsive so they can help you have new adventures. So take advantage of these traits. Letting them create a good time for you. Let them experience the consequences of ignoring their responsibilities. As an example, let's say your roommate left their clothes in the hallway. Don't pick them up. Leave the clothes there until they come and get them. Give them time to grow into the responsibility if possible. Show appreciation when they follow through on something. The best way to help your flaky person improve their behavior is to reward them when they do something well. When they arrive on time, keep plans or remember something important. Tell them that you really appreciate their effort. This may encourage them to do things more often. To do the right things. And that's all from WikiHow. WikiHow.com Speaking of mental health issues, that's what Selena Gomez was doing at the White House. She is a strong proponent of therapy and taking social media breaks for her mental health. She explains that there is an untapped power in discussing mental health as a community. She says, I heard a phrase actually recently that I really like, which is mentionable because, which is, oh, that I really like. Here it is. Here's the phrase. Here's the phrase. The phrase that pays. Here we go. And I say that because I am, I've spent much too long in the radio world. If you say the phrase that pays, it could win $10,000. Here we go. Ready? Here's the phrase. Mentionable becomes manageable. Just throw in a little bit of my journey. I felt like once I found out that what was going on mentally, I found that there was more freedom for me to be okay with what I had because I was learning about it. Bringing attention to mental health through media or just by talking about your own journey can help. It sets the example that it's a topic that can and should be discussed freely and without shame. That's why an event like this, especially in a place like this, is so important at the White House. Gomez, who has openly commented on her personal experiences with depression, anxiety, and bipolar disorder in the past, 
launched Wondermind, a platform intended to destigmatize and democratize mental health. She says, mental health is very personal for me, and I hope that by using my platform to share my own story and by working with incredible people, I can help others feel less alone and find that help that they need, which is honestly all I want. And outside a cafe anyway, somewhere in Podcastro Valley, that was from Yahoo, by the way. I got that story. They're outside. Look who's here right now. Cafe anyway, somewhere in Podcastro Valley, the last place on earth. It's Benita the Rodeo Queen. How's y'all doing? That's a disgruntled fiddle player tell you what. What? I hate flaky people. And you know what? If they don't bring along something flaky, like a delicious croissant, then I don't want to talk to them tell you what. What? That's what I think. Okay. Excellent. Look who else is here. Hello, Mike. I made the delicious root beer. Have some right now, or I will cut you over. Well, that's very nice of you. Thank you. You are very welcome. Okay, I'm going to drink it. Mmm. Oh, delish. Very good. That doesn't have the COVID in it, does it? No, it doesn't. Okay, all right, all right, bye. That's good. Benito, you got to go too? Yeah, I got to go bye, bye. How about you, Discarnal Philip player? No, I'll stay. Listen, I just want to say, in this world... This brutal, brutal world that podcasting is fun to do after a brutal, brutal day. I'm telling you this, this whole thing of what's causing gas prices to go up, the need for gas after the pandemic, even though the pandemic, we are nowhere near after the pandemic, but the fact there are so many cars, there are just so many cars on the road. It is crazy. I drive home usually in the six o'clock hour, sometimes the seven o'clock hour. And I uh, partly why I've been able to do a podcast the past couple of days is because I've been driving a little bit later. And I, I, you know, before the pandemic, I took BART all the time. I liked the fact that I saved money on gas, but I did not like the fact that I had to deal with some really crazy, stupid people on the BART. And I don't mean that. I know there's some mentally... And people with mental issues on the BART that, well, let's just say some of them, some of them, you know, you leave them alone. They're going through their thing and other, you, you can't leave alone because they're not leaving you alone and they're pulling you into their world. And after a long, long day, I just don't want to deal with that. And BART doesn't seem to care. BART really doesn't seem to care. They've let so many crazy things happen. The drivers don't care. The drivers of the BART trains. Nobody really cares at BART. I'm not a fan. So I have not been using BART. Probably won't use BART for quite a while. And thusly, I drive and get stuck in traffic. And this got another co-worker. I've, I've got a lot of co-workers. They, he, they got rear-ended. And that just, it's terrible. But yet, what in the Bay Area... We need a better public transportation system, one that cares, one that takes the next step to make it actually enjoyable to ride. It's not. It's not. I wanted it to be enjoyable to ride. I lived in Alabama for two years, did not have the best public transportation system in Huntsville. When I lived in Ventura, 
did not have the best public transportation either. But this is just, it's horrible in the Bay Area. Just terrible. Well, so what's the, what's the change? So something's going to happen where at some point, maybe people are just going to stop driving. Maybe people are, people are going to tell their bosses, you know what, forget that. Forget what you're saying. I'm going to work from home again. Maybe the pandemic needs to come. Maybe it needs to get worse. Maybe people need to have more COVID. This needs to explode more. So we go back to 2020 where everybody was at home again. And remember how cheap gas was then? It dropped quite a bit. That was nice. I miss those days. And I said that back at the time. I'm like, you know, this pandemic is horrible, but I love the fact when, and I was able to drive because, you know, they told you to stay off the roads. Don't drive anywhere unless you are uh, a, you know, somebody that helps in the health profession, your first line provider. I worked for a radio station and we technically need to be on the air because of the FCC and in case the airwaves need to be used to give vital, important information to the public. That's part of our contract with the government. So I had to go into work. I was allowed to go into work and I'd be, oh my gosh, there is no, there me and two other people, that's it, on the roads. And that is completely gone. We're back to 2019 and worse. And worse because the gas prices are way higher than 2019. So, well... This is an, some kind of growing pain going on. And with the stock market dropping, it's just a, not the best day for me on a, various levels. So hopefully things will get better for me. Hopefully they're not so bad for you. But if they are, things are going to get better. Things will, you know what? The Beatles, early days before they got popular, they're going to a gig. The car breaks down. They're stuck. This is before cell phones. They got no way to tell anybody where they are or anything. And Paul says to Ringo, I don't know if exactly if it was Paul said it to Ringo, but let's just assume it was Paul that said it to Ringo. Or no, somebody did say it to Paul, actually, because Paul remembered it. He said, somebody said to me, don't worry, something will happen. <laughs> and that's true. Something will happen. There's no such thing as nothing happening. There's no such thing as a Seinfeldian world where nothing happens. Something is always happening. So in this case, something will happen. Things will get worse or things will get better. So we have that to look forward to. So don't worry. Because <laughs> somebody made fun of me today because I, I quoted a Bible verse on the last show. So I'm going to quote another one. Let's see. Today, today I'm going to jump over to um, Luke. We were Matthew yesterday, so we're in the Gospels. Um, this is this is what we have to remember with worry, and this is from I did mention last night yesterday's Bible, which was given to me by Joe and Bunny a year ago, exactly a year ago. It is the New International Version. Or the Niv. And this is what Jesus had to say about worry. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, 
what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And oh, by the way, ravens and crows, just the most amazing birds, you know, they, they mourn their dead. They, it's so sad. I saw a dead crow today. I'm sorry to bring this up. And I heard a crow, you know, cawing. Is that what this they do? They cawing nearby. And I, I, I meant to go back and give that little crow a funeral. In fact, I might just drive back there right now and give the crow a little funeral. And the crow will remember you. Crows are so like, hey, you fed me. I, I like you, Mike. So, yeah, so they have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. Wow. Jesus does not like birds much. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? There you go. So, you are more valuable than birds. <laughs> whether whether that does sound very mean and cruel, and how could Jesus say that? But really, in the end, you are. And, and you know why I know this? Because you are not a crow. I know for a, a fact that you are not a crow listening to the show. If you're Drinky Crow, that would be awesome because you'd be pretty crazy. Drinky Crow is funny. Though not very smart. But here's the thing is, or maybe you're Heckle and Jekyll. But the thing is, is you're important. So things will happen. If you're in a religious frame of mind, you've got somebody up above that considers you important, more important than ravens. Quote the raven nevermore. Here, I'm just going to wrap up the show by saying if you would like to comment on that, you can call me 336-MM-DAILY. That's 3 plus 3 equals 6-MM as in Mike Matthews. Daily as in what this podcast has been for a couple of days. Call now. 336-MM. Daily. Or you can email me, Mike's Daily Podcast at gmail.com. Look at that. We went a half hour today. Time to wrap it up. With more info on how to reach me, it's A-Frame. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now. Mike's Daily Podcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. And Bye. That was episode 2436-2436. Catch all the past podcasts at Mike's Daily Podcast.com.